Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagAndBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly biography show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk-taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Everyone knows the name of my guest today. His name, once known for building one of the largest auto empires in America, is now known for the many political yard signs seen about town. Mr. Steve Landers, founder of Landers Automotive Group, is running for mayor of the city of Little Rock, Arkansas. Steve Landers is an interesting man, a self-made man, and a lucky man to have found at an early age in life what he loves. Barely out of high school, young Steve married his childhood sweetheart that he's still married to and found a career he had a passion for and was good at, selling cars. It wasn't long into his career before Steve and his father Bob took an entrepreneurial leap of faith and struck out on their own. Together, in 1972, the father-son duo opened their first Landers car lot with a mere 30 used cars. About 10 years later, the Chrysler Corporation took notice and courted the family for dealership, and the rest is auto industry folklore. Big Steve, as he's called at work, with his big personality and big work ethic, has built businesses, built cities around his businesses, and made millions, not just for himself, but also for the many other people who have worked for him and around him. Don't ask me why, but we will ask him why. A man who needs to do no more has decided to come out of retirement, throw his hat into the political ring, and run for what often seems like the thankless job of Mayor of the City of Little Rock. It is my great pleasure to welcome to the table the straight-talking entrepreneur, philanthropist, overachiever, and deal-maker, the current candidate for Mayor of Little Rock, Arkansas, Mr. Steve Landers. Hey, Steve. Hey, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me on, you and, you and Gray. So, glad to be here. You know, you better watch out. You might actually get elected to this. You're <laughs> neck and neck. I can, so, I have to tell our listeners that when I saw that in the paper, I had you on my radio you know, in 2018, we talked once before in 2018, and everybody needs to go listen to that interview. It was fun. But I had, so I had your cell phone number, and I texted you and said, I just, is it true? Are you running for mayor? Have you lost your mind? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, and, and that's kind of what my wife said. That's just you what know, I was going to say. What's know, Sandy you know, think? My, my wife is, uh, she thought for a long time, for several months. I've been doing this now for 12 months. I've been out on the streets daily. You know, I, I go out every day. So, I don't have any political aspirations. I'm not wanting to be something else. Um, I've been fortunate that I was worked hard for 50 years and, and could retire. So I'm not I'm not doing it for anything other than to give back to a city and to a state, i.e. the city I was born in, but to also to to the people that came to my lots and bought cars for me over years and years and allowed me to feed my family, send them to school and everything else. So. I owe the city. The city doesn't owe me. And um, I'm not coming in as a king of the city. I'm going to come in as a servant of the city. I'm going to serve the people of the city. And, you know, what you talked about in your opening about listening, I've listened for 12 months. I've been out there listening to the people in our city. And really, we've got to have a safe city. We do not have a safe city. Uh, we're ranked, uh, Wallet Hub ranks us the, the most violent capital city in the country. Oh. And, uh, you know, homicides this year are up 30% in Little Rock over last year, which was horrible. And so uh, I know what it is to lose a child. I've lost a child. And, and uh, I know what these parents and these, these families are going through. Uh, we, we've got to slow that down. And I have that plan to do that. You know, people say, where's your plan? Well, go online and you'll see it at LandersLR.com. Uh, Yes. Landers for Landers for for And so so uh, you know our, our plan is is simple. You know if uh, we we go out daily and we rebuild our police department, we get our morale back up in our police department. Nobody wants to work here. Mm-hmm. No policemen want to work here. Mm-hmm. We were a hundred policemen down when the current mayor took over. He said, "I'm going to add a hundred patrolmen." Well, now we're almost 200 down. 
Really? And so, uh, yes. And by the end of the year, we will be 200 down. Because no one wants to work? Nobody nobody wants to, to work. And we don't need police to harass people. That's not what we need them for. But we need presence, and we need to do data-driven policing. And, uh, what does that mean, data-driven? Data-driven means that if you've got, like, in, it, uh, in, down in the 12th Street area, uh, a few months back, homicides were up 133%. 133 percent this year over last year and what wow and so when you got an area that's that's the way it is wherever the area is you put more patrol in the area that doesn't mean they're out there stopping people every every five minutes what it means is they're just setting out in the area so people realize that hey there are police in this area do we want to come in there shooting and killing and, and doing all those things and so just the, make a presence make a presence and those patrolmen can get out and play basketball with the kids. They can they can uh, uh, do things and you know see the kids and mentor some of these kids. And we got to train our police to be, to which they are trained. Like we got a great police department, but we got we want them to get out and, and to commingle with the, with the the kids and 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 they're doing that. They do it. You know, I've, all this year I've seen them do fishing tournaments with the kids and uh, you know they do back to school things. I mean, they, the police are really good. Uh, but they didn't. They just don't feel like they're backed and have been backed, um, and so that's what we want to do. We want to bring morale back. We want to get, you know, every business I've ever been in, Carrie. It's all about the people. Mm-hmm. That's your number one uh, commodity in business is people. If you got good people, you know, we were number one in Chrysler Dodge Jeep sales in the world. Really? I, yeah. So I was. I was in number Benton, one. Number one in the world in Benton, Arkansas. In Benton, Arkansas, population of twelve thousand people. I was a pretty good car guy, but I wasn't good enough to be number one in the world without good people. So I know how to build teams. I know how to build management teams. I know how to hold people accountable for their jobs. You know, hold them accountable for what they're supposed to be doing. And we got so many people right now that that are not being held accountable, and and and, and uh, all the way up through city hall. You said the code enforcement is not enforcing codes. There's a lot of codes being broken two blocks from code enforcement right now. And so they're there every day. They see these codes, surely, uh, you know, just just, uh, enforce some of the codes. That doesn't mean harass the the people. Just go to them and talk to them. Say, look, you know, you got to clean this up. Uh, University of California, a study at the University of California said violent crime reduces 10 to 12% if you have clean lots, clean neighborhoods, uh, uh, safe lots. So, so. We, we got to do that. Well, that's you know, a that's, 10 to, that's 10 to 12 percent reduction in, in violent crime if we do that. But every association meeting that I've been to, uh-huh. every person, black, white, uh, Hispanic, everybody wants safe neighborhoods, clean neighborhoods. They all want the same thing. Yeah. Everybody wants the same thing. So let's try to go for what everybody wants uh, is clean and safe. And, and um, you know, we've got panhandling problems. We've got uh, homeless problems. I have a heart for that. I have a heart for the the homeless and and, and uh, working now on a plan to uh, got the plan worked out to 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 work on our homeless problem, our panhandling problem. We, you know, we've let panhandlers take over our, cor- our all of our streets. It's, I can't stand to stop and have to look at that every day. I well, hate, hate to say, I hate to say that, it's, but it's, it's not. It's it bothers not, me. Yeah, well, you know, you want people want to help. Yes, people want to help, and there's a way to do this. You know, um, uh, we can take. You know, the ACLU says that they have the right to panhandle. Mm-hmm. So we, we, as a city, we let them panhandle. But we also have the right as a city to dictate the times that they panhandle. So instead of having them out there at 7 in the morning all through the through 11 o'clock at night, we say, look, you can panhandle from 5 to 10 o'clock at night after the school traffic's gone and the, and the people are at school. Because I've seen, I have seen the uh, guy standing on the road uh, with their shirts off, uh, women with signs holding up, you know, we'll have uh, sex for uh, for money, you know, and, and all this. Well, little kids are sitting in a car that can read. Little kids see that. They're in lines to go to school. We don't need to uh, be that way. We don't need to we, – we need to work a way to let them panhandle, but but on our terms as a city, mm-hmm. you know, on our terms. And, and uh, those are the things that, that we'll do. So you've lost a lot of weight. All this glad handing and glad speech handing. handing, speech making, yes. right up your alley. How much weight have you lost? I've lost about probably about fifty pounds. You know, and and uh, you uh, look better than you did in twenty eighteen. But I got to tell our listeners, in twenty eighteen, you were a month away from going to get you a new leg. 
Yeah. I think yeah. everybody knows the story about how you, you tore my leg up. Tore your leg up, got staph infection. How many surgeries? Eighteen. They kept trying to get him to to cut his leg off or get in a wheelchair. This just speaks to who you are. You're like, nope, I'm just going to keep walking on it. I'm just going to keep walking. And, and it took me uh, it took me ten years to overcome it. Mm-hmm. It took really? me it took me ten years to overcome it where I could walk again. But, but now you're now I'm fine. You know now I'm fine because I, you know I'm at my leg still not good, but it's but it and it still hurts when it you know gets weather changes and all that. But but I, I just overcame that. I knew if I got in a, one of the little scooters that I'd never get out. I knew if I got in a wheelchair, I would never get out. I knew if they cut my leg off, it would be problems from that. You know, and, and, and so now I've kept my leg, and everything's good. Wow, that, that's, uh, that speaks to who you are, I think, a lot. You said in our last number, you are not the best salesman, but you are the hardest worker. You could outwork everybody on the lot. Well, you know, when I was 17, I got married at 17. I had a house payment, a car payment, insurance payment, grocery payments. Um, I had to work. And my wife didn't work because I told her she was stay at home and fix me a little bite of supper and I'll be home sometime. Yeah. And she didn't work. And so I had to work. I didn't have anybody to go to. So I started, I didn't start where my dad worked. I started at Repsom and Ford on University Avenue. And I, and I, there was 50 salesmen, and I was 17, and they were grown men. So there's no way I was the best salesman there. But I said, oh, I can't outwork all these guys. I know I can outwork all these guys, and that's what I did. So within a few months, I learned to sell a little bit. And then in a year or so, I was pretty good at it. And then I got, then I kind of, I kind of learned to uh, how that business operated, and then started doing it. We start, start doing it ourselves. You are you're continue to grow your family business, and you're you're you you've continued. You and your dad went out, started your own business. Then your kids grew up. You put them in business. You did great commercials with your son. You spoke already of your late son Scott. So you don't do uh, you don't do commercials anymore. I we know. It's funny you said that. I did a commercial this week. You know, but it's different. I'm doing campaign commercials now. You know, and oh. and and. Uh, uh, no, I'm out of the car business. I'm 100% out. My son, oldest son, Steve, is still in it. Has two or three stores, but I'm out. And, uh, you know, I, I did a long time in that. I did a lot of years. And, and 2016 so, you retired? Yes. Yes, but I still own some stuff. But I finally got out uh, after 50 years of doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. I started doing the car business when I was 13. and started selling when I was 17. I started working, washing cars. At the dealerships. How do we certain. teach that kind of work ethic to young people? How come you had that work ethic? Well, I don't know. I said when I was young, when I was five, I sold co- uh, newspaper couriers down in Benton on the corner. And uh, back then, nobody would throw you in the car. Nobody would run off with you. Your mother didn't worry about you being a couple of blocks over, mm-hmm. you know, when you're just a small kid because it was just a lot safer. safer you know, and right now, that's why... You know, I, I don't think we could ever get back to that type of safety in a mm-hmm. city, but I still remember that, and I still remember how fun it was to to be able to run around with other kids and play football and baseball out in the yards, and and when your dad got home at night, he'd whistle and you'd go home, you know, <laughs> and that's how we that's how we were trained, you know, and and uh, so home. your dad was he a car salesman? He was. He was in the car. He your, was a, your grandfather? Uh, my grandfather did sell some cars, you know. So it's kind of. I grew up in it. Yeah, you know? okay. And, and your mother was? My mother worked for a radio station selling advertising. So so she was uh, worked for, uh, in advertising. In order, to, in order to market or in order to sell something, which I know about selling, mm-hmm. I know how to buy, sell, swap, and trade. I know how to negotiate deals for our city. And, 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 uh, but in order to do that, you've got to have a product, okay? And the product that we have in Little Rock right now is, is not a good product. In 2013, Kiplinger mm-hmm. came out and said the number one place to live in the South was Little Rock. And we we put those signs up around the city. Now they're up. And it says Kiplinger's number one place to live. But it doesn't say it was 2013. Well, now we're number one. Wallet Hub, number one, 2022, in the most violent capital city in the nation. So we've gone from good number one to, to this. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, all right, we're so. going we're gonna to find out how you're going to fix it. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Steve Landers, founder of the Landers Automotive Group and current candidate for mayor of the city of Little Rock, Arkansas. Still to come, how Mr. Landers plans to put his business acumen to work for the city of Little Rock. That's just what we've been talking about. Branding and advertising, our city's assets. And listening, I want to know what you think they are. And get his take on solutions for city issues like safety, beautification, growth, community, finance, infrastructure, and education. All of that's on his website. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, along with Carrie's experience and leadership knowledge. In 1995, she embraced the Internet and rebranded her company as simply FlagandBanner.com. In 2004, she became an early blogger. Since then, she has founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, began publishing her magazine, Brave, and in 2016 branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. In 2020, Carrie McCoy Enterprises acquired OurCornerMarket.com, an online company specializing in American-made plaques, signage, and memorials for over 20 years, and more recently opened a satellite office in Miami, Florida, telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags, theflagandbanner.com. Back to you, Carrie. Thank you, Gray. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Mr. Steve Landers, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and current candidate for the November 8th election for mayor of the city of Little Rock. Before the break, we talked about him growing up in Arkansas, him giving back to the state, that he wants to be of service, that this is not a career for him. I called him crazy, but that's okay. Three times. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> Uh, but let's speak to your business acumen and your qualifications as, as leaders. Some history about you that I'm not sure everybody knows. You started your business in 1972 with your father. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1989, Chrysler Corporation came to you uh, and because you, you were just knocking it out of the ballpark. Said to you, we've got three guys we want to give a dealership to. Corporate wants them all to have college educations. You said, well, I don't have that, so okay, I guess I'm not it. They came back and said, we don't care. You're so great. We want you anyway. So they offered you the Jeep dealership. You sold it in 95. You sold the Landers Auto Group in 1995 for $40 million to the United Auto Group, to Roger Penske. Then, three years later, Roger Penske hires you back to work for the South Central Region in Puerto Rico. Then in 2003, you step down, and Penske gives you a Toyota, sells you a Toyota dealership. Then in 2005, you sell all, you, you, you join with Mac McClarty and purchased another 20 dealerships. You have bought and sold 70 car dealerships. You love making deals. You love growing businesses. There's a book about you called The Master Deal Maker. It's a book about you and how good you are at buying, selling, and swapping. So that brings me to my question. What does the rock have to buy, sell, and swap? <laughs> well, you know, Gary, uh, we got to have a product. You know, if you don't have a product to sell, you know, then... Is so, the city our product? Uh, it's not the product we need. The city can be a product. You know, but we've got re- to rebuild and, and get, our, get it as a quality place. Because if you're in Dallas, Texas, and, and the, the company comes to you and says, we're going to open a place in Little Rock, Arkansas, or Raleigh, North Carolina... And those guys go tell their wives or those wives go tell their husbands, hey, we got to, we're going to move to Raleigh or Little Rock. They go online and they look at our current condition of, of safety. They don't want to bring their families here. Mm-hmm. So they go straight to Raleigh. So we, we've got to make it a place where we have a product to sell. And mm-hmm. I can go sell this city to anybody that will listen if we have a product. So our job one will be safe, making it a safe city, safe for you, your kids, your grandkids, me, my kids, grandkids to go to the movie at night or to go out and eat at night. I tell you, people don't want to go out at night. People people in surrounding counties... Don't want to come to Little Rock. They don't want to come to Little Rock, especially at night. They're scared. They're scared. And and, and people that live in the city here are scared. All I people. I do not want to go to the river market at night. Do all you? people. No. All do people you, are Gray, scared. Do you want to go to the river market at night? I mean... Do you go? Yes. But you just have to be smart about it. 
But I mean, I can understand how I have experienced the same thing with people who live in un- other cities that have this impression of Little Rock. Yes. You know, it's it doesn't matter how I feel about it, having lived here my entire life. If you know all the back streets or whatever, it's about selling it. Right. It, it, you, you can't get past that. And, and, you know, I've been to all the parts of the city. I go to all of the parts of the city and talk to all people. They all want the same thing, safe, clean neighborhoods. But I think the policemen feel like their hands are tied. Well, and they probably are a lot of times, you know, because uh, we got a great police department. We've hired, we've made some bad hires, you know, in, 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 our, in our police department uh, for leadership. We don't have to go out of state to find a leader for our police department. We've got some great guys inside this police department. Always promote from within. Promote from people that's been here. They know the city. They know the people. And, and we've got some great guys down there, and that's what we're going to do. Getting our safety under control mm-hmm. is the first thing we've got to do. It's going to take some time, and it's going to take it's going to take uh, new people. But but we got to have a adequate staff. If you have an accident out here today in a car, mm-hmm. they'll tell you to go go home and put your accident online. They don't have enough staff. I had a lady call me the other night. She said I called nine one one, and thirty five minutes later, the police showed up. And he said the policeman apologized to me uh, because he said. Man, we have six patrolmen for this whole city. So are we just so shorthanded? We, we are shorthanded. Or is it the processes? Well, we're shorthanded. It's you know, shorthanded. We're, we're, we're shorthanded. Uh, we're, we're not too shorthanded to spend $2.2 million over his time in office for his personal security. How much? 2.2. No. Yes. It'll be 2 to 2.2 over his time in office on personal security for him. But yet he says we have a safe city. You know, how safe, the, he'll, he'll try to talk about how safe the city is, uh, our current mayor, and, and, we, and we don't have a safe city. I, you know, instead of, instead of smoke and mirrors and making sure that we've got people, I want people to understand that our city is unsafe. And, you know, go online and look at these different companies that will tell you, how, you know, tell you how unsafe our city is. And, and we've had 57 homicides as of right now as we speak this year. So we're tracking an all-time high on homicides. Mm-hmm. You have a 1 in 50 chance of being a victim of a violent crime in Little Rock, Arkansas. 1 out of 50. Well, I see 50 people today. Okay. Now, so when I say that, you know what their answer is? Crimes all over the country. Well, I'm not worried about other parts of the country. I'm worried about Little Rock, Arkansas. But when you go to Plano, Texas or Frisco, Texas, Right across, that's the next next state. They have crimes like one in 1,069 chances of being, and one in 800 chances. So you think everybody ought to be packing, or you think we ought to be putting up guns? Well, What's your view on guns? <laughs> guns. I know you left yours in. I left mine in a restroom. <laughs> I left mine in a restroom. And, you know, I put it on the back of the, the, the toilet bowl, which I always do. But it was early in the morning. There wasn't any, there wasn't any crowd there. I left it in there, and I called back in five minutes. You know, I called back in five minutes after I left. I said, would you please go check in the restroom? I think I left my handgun in there. But I have to have a handgun. You know, I've got a carried license. I carry, you know, because I've had two, I've had two threats, you know, certified threats oh, against, really? against us. Yes. And, 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 and my staffer, one of my young staffers got threatened to be killed. And, and uh, so, and by the way, the, the lady that threatened to, said she was going to kill him, they put her on the Hope Council down here, the mayor did. For, no. Yes. So, so she was on his hope council, but but uh, you know, I've had threats. Was she seriously threatening yes. him? Yes. Said I ought to kill you. So in fact, told him that twice, and we left the meeting that we were in. So. But so, anyway, that's funny. You know, everybody. There's a big joke going around Twitter about how you must not have washed your hands if you left your. Well, that's you know, I did wash my hands. I won't tell them. Hey, I won't tell them. I did wash my hands because I left it on the back of the toilet, not the back of the sink. That's right. Okay, so on the base of the toilet, I left it on there, so I did wash my hands. So what do you think we ought to do about guns? I mean, should everybody have a concealed? Should we put them up? I mean, my husband, he's got a concealed license. We're downtown. He goes down there and works late. He carries his gun. But he thinks we need some gun control. (laughs) Well, there's no way to control bad people with guns because if you've got easy money, which some of the bad people do have easy money, yeah, um, they're gonna pay whatever it takes to get the right weapon. You, you know? do, don't police hate it when everybody they isn't that one of the reasons they're so crazy is everybody they go up to they know has got a gun. 
too, also. And a bigger guy. 20, and a bigger one. 20 years ago, it wasn't that way. No. My father worked downtown. He never carried a gun, and he's a Purple Heart World War II veteran. Yep. He never felt like he had to have a gun. My Now we work downtown. My husband won't go down there without a gun no. on his hip. No, and... and uh, uh, so you know I, you've got you've got pastors and pulpits with guns on. So that's but, not that we've it's, got it's, to stop everybody having to carry a stop gun. Stop the madness. We got to stop the madness. It's madness. What's going on? You know. Okay. When, so you're not going to answer whether you, what do you want to do about gun control? What I want to do about gun control? Mm-hmm. You know, I've never thought. Uh, I don't even know if the mayor can do anything. I don't about know that. that. Yeah, the mayor can't control the guns, mm-hmm. but uh, you know we can do. You know they do buybacks, which. Oh. Mm-hmm. They oh. do they do gun buybacks, which really doesn't work. Oh. You know, they buy two hundred or six hundred or eight hundred guns back. But Actually, they you, ought to because people are always trying to give. They maybe you too are trying to give my husband guns. It's like, oh, Grandpa died. You want his guns? And my husband's like, no, I don't want his guns, and they don't know what to do with them. So it's the good people that are buying them back for sure. But they ought to keep doing it because they're they're well, just going to get stolen out of those people's houses. They, they, get, they get stolen out of cars. Yeah. Okay, that's what's happening. Handguns are getting, they're getting them in cars, getting the guns, and then they get on the street, mm-hmm. you know. Um, All right, we're on the guns. All right, you are so good at branding. When you sell cars, you don't talk about price in your ads. You sell right. brand. So do you, are you familiar with the Little Rock agency, advertising agency for Little Rock? Do you know who it is? I don't know who it is. No. I, do, would you have to work closely with them? Because I want you to be if you get right. elected. I right. want you to come in there and say, all right, I've got 40 years' experience with big ad agencies, I know how to do this. You know, I, I don't even know what the mayor can or cannot do. Yeah. Yet. You know, and, and until I get in, I don't know. But anything that I can do that will help our city, that's what I'm wanting to do. This is really interesting, I learned. The role of mayor in Little Rock has changed since Mayor Scott was elected. You probably know this, but I did not know this. Prior to Mayor Scott, adopted in 1970, the position of Little Rock mayor has been a part-time job, a figurehead for ceremonies. That's all he did. The city of Little Rock has been primarily run by the city manager and the city board. And when Scott came in, he changed all of that. Yeah, he actually turned it into like an executive position, right? He did. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons he's had so much strife Mm -hmm. within his city board and because he's – did you know that? Yes. And, and Carrie, that's – I'm glad you brought that up because, A, I'm not going to sit in city hall. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be in City Hall. Uh, I'll go down there and get caught up, at, but I won't be out on the streets talking to incoming businesses, businesses that are in, looking at people's problems, trying to solve the problems that we've got, and I'll be accessible. You know, I'm not going to be a guy that you can't get into for six weeks or have to set an appointment, call and set an you know, I'm, I'm going to be accessible. They, you know, they probably got my phone number because I've been passing my cell number out the whole time for the last 12 months. So they can call me if they want to call me, and I'll stop by and see them, you know, yeah. and, and talk about what's going on. Do you want to give the city manager back some control? Uh, or do you want yeah, to be the end-all again? No, no I, I, you know, I don't necessarily want to be the end-all. I want to collaborate with all the directors and the citizens mm-hmm. and the city manager to come up with the best plan mm-hmm. and then put the best play in. That's what I want to do. I don't want it to be my play only, and and uh, I'm, I don't want to make the sole decisions without collaboration with all these other people that are important because the, the city directors, their constituents talk to them. And so I want to hear what they've got to say. What are your people saying? Because the city is who we work for. Yeah. The people is who, are who we work for. And if we waste tax dollars, I feel like it's... I feel like, in my mind, it's taking money out of people's pockets. I read a quote on landers landersforlr.com. It said, Steve sees the problems Little Rock faces, high crime rates, the need for new roads, and a current rut that keeps industry and business away. What is that current rut? Well, the current rut is what we just talked about That's is the crime. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and mm-hmm. industry doesn't want to come here. And you have to court Yes, you do. The industry to get them to come here, which I've done and know how to do. Uh, and, and I don't know that we've done a really good job of that in the last three and a half years is courting, you know, our, our current mayor city created 8,000 jobs. Well, that's not exactly right. The last 20 years, Arkansas Labor, sit on a number. And, you know, we had 92,440 jobs 20 years ago. We, now, we still have 92,670. There's about a 240-job increase. Over how many years? 
in the last 20 years, it's never, it's really, it's really? stayed about the same. You know, we had COVID. We lost a lot of people oh, with COVID. Mm-hmm. That, and so when they went back to work, they called it as a hire, you know, a rehire, you know, but it really wasn't a rehire, just getting your job back after COVID. Oh. So, so, but, but right now, uh, it's just not, it's not that number. He has not created 8,000 jobs. It's a rehire. It's a rehire. A lot of it's a rehire, yes. Uh, so you are not a big social media guy. No. How are you going to do all that? You got a secretary who's going to tweet and Facebook and put everything out there and yeah. follow you around. That's what I do. That's exactly what I well, do no, in what my I'm, office. And, and, and I'm going to be accessible to this phone that's on my side. You are. You can text you anytime, anywhere. And I'll anyplace. call you back. I'm telling you, you are a man on the phone. Well, that's exactly what I do. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't spend my time doing the minutia of, of f- Twitter and Facebook and, and social media. I have a staff that does that for me, but they're always around letting people know what Arkansas Flag and Banner is doing and what we're up to. So, so like, Carrie, we talked about 911 a while ago. Mm-hmm. 911 is a real problem in Little Rock, Arkansas. It is. Really a problem. And, and people call me every day and say, we called 911, they didn't answer. We called 911, it rang 15 times before somebody answered. And, you know, those are simple things. But somebody's got to solve it. Yeah. You know, that's easy to solve. And I, that, that'll be things that I solve right off the bat. we got to have recreation and things for people to do, families. we got a treasure sitting right behind us over there at War Memorial uh, Park. Yeah. And it's just wasted. It's yeah. just been wasted. It just sits there. You, you know, know we, we need food trucks. We need pickleball courts. We need basketball courts. We need golf. We need uh, amphitheater. We need things that, that people can do. We need dog things where they can run their dogs and bicycle trails. I'm for all of that. So that's funny you mentioned that because when I was on your website, I ended up going down a link and then down a trail. I ended up off your website. I can't remember what the name of it was, but it, it ranked capital cities and it ranked us 41 41st out of 50 for the most desirable capital cities to live in for all the reasons you're talking about affordability was pretty good mediocre we were 21 out of 50 economic well-being 28 out of 50 but education and health we were 40 and the one you were talking about the quality of living we ranked 49th out of 50 because of crime uh, lack of attractions and no newcomers are coming to the city. But when I interview people on this radio show, they talk about the symphony, the ballet, the rep. Yeah. And we have a lot of restaurants, I think. We have a lot, we've had a lot of closings, too. But, restaurant, restaurant closings. Mm-hmm. We've got to have a product. We've got to be able to go and say, look, hey, our city's on the way back. We're safe. It's a safer city. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not ranked number one in the nation for capital cities uh, for violent crime. Um, you know, we've had a 59% increase in homicide just in Little Rock, in the city of Little Rock, in the last five years. Mm-hmm. You know, the numbers that they skew, they skew these numbers because during COVID, two years of COVID, people were sitting in their homes. Mm-hmm. So we don't have many as many burglaries or break-ins. Yeah. Because people are sitting in their chair. Mm-hmm. Right. So. It's a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Steve Landers, founder of the Landers Automotive Group and current candidate for mayor of the city of Little Rock of Arkansas. Still to come, the issues and his solutions. We need, we've talked about safety. We need to talk about beautification, growth, community, finance, infrastructure, and education, all important. We'll be right back after the break. There's another great sale going on at flagandbanner.com. We call it the Summer's End Sale. And you can save 30% off all in-stock items by using the coupon code SES30. Summers and sale 30. Browse through the wide selection of decorative flags we have for your house, your porch, even your garden. And we've got the garden flag stands and poles to fit small flags and even large decorative banners. We've got it all at flagandbanner.com right now. And the summer's end sale can really save you some money. Remember that coupon code SES30 to save 30%. Flagandbanner.com. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Mr. Steve Landers, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and current candidate for mayor of the city of Little Rock, Arkansas, in the upcoming election on November the 8th. I think his main concern with the city of Little Rock is crime. Right off the bat, you're going to go in and do things like fix 911 so that the citizens feel connected. You're going to go in and prop up the police department and promote some policemen you said from within 
uh, to, to run it. And I think that's a great way. You and I are both business owners. It's always better if you can promote from within because they've, they've got a proven track record. Right. And, uh, and then some other things you said was you were going to be out on the streets and be accessible. But right now, let's talk about some other issues, communities. The communities that are suffering are always the ones that don't have any, being a business person, the ones that don't have any new startup businesses in their neighborhoods. How do we get startup businesses to start in these downtrodden neighborhoods? Because then they can give jobs within their neighborhoods, and people can walk to their jobs. And I mean, the best way to fight crime is to have a job. Carrie, I meant to tell you a while ago, and I'm going right back to your question. You know, if you want a politician, uh-huh. don't vote for me because I'm not one. Right. But, you know, he's a great speaker, and, and, and uh, he's a pastor, and he can speak. And But if you want somebody will do something, I will do something every day and, and to make our city better. I've got 200 jobs right now, 200 jobs, starting at $23 an hour for, for young kids. In the city of Little Rock? In the city of Little Rock. I got 200 jobs that I've already found. I worked diligently on on the apartment closings down at the end of Asher uh, Chateau de Ville because they were. I, I worked to help on those things to try to get th- those people were fixing to have their water shut off and, and all this stuff and their sewer and their and and, and it's, it's got problems. I work on things for the city right now and I'm not the mayor. Uh, <laughs> John Brummett said I got more done as not being the mayor or just as a candidate than than sometimes our mayors get done. So it's a different type of work. You know, he's a good guy, but he, he just doesn't I've, – I've been battle-tested. I've been a leader. Uh, I, I, I've signed payroll checks, which if you've never signed a payroll check or employed a person, which he hasn't, uh, other than city people. You know, when you're giving writing checks with somebody else's money, a person seems to be freer with that money, you know, than when it's he's done it for himself, you know. And, and so you, you make bad calls. You make bad decisions with money. Um, you know, I want to make good decisions. I want to spend the taxpayer's money wisely. Yeah. I can put $2.2 million immediately back in the police department because I'm not going to have personal security. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to have 20-plus people in my executive staff when no other mayor's ever had that. No other mayor's ever had over three to five in their executive staff. Stodla, Daly. None of those guys ever had three to five. He's had over 20. He's had as many as 27. So so do, do we... And we're not getting some of those things done. I don't understand. Sometimes it's harder when... Sometimes you're like you get... Sometimes when you have a lot of staff, all you're doing is managing staff. It's called job creation. Oh. It's called job creation. It's creating jobs. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to have jobs, and we're going to create jobs, but do we need that many people in his executive staff? Uh, no. So these jobs that you you created two hundred jobs, uh, what are they doing? For- well, they're plumbing, pipe fitting, welding, um, electrical. Um, uh, some of them are at auto dealerships. Some of them are at chicken poultry factories. I've, I've got two hundred jobs right now, ready for kids that start is start at twenty three dollars an hour. Some of them will be twenty three dollars an hour in six months. It'll be thirty dollars an hour. So are they uh, apprenticeship type jobs? There's apprenticeship. There's full time job. I've got I've got a whole gambit of that, those things, and that's what I was saying as as mayor. I'll be out on the streets finding these opportunities for yeah. ki- for, for 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 young people. To- how, how many people have you made a millionaire? Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's been some guys that done well that's worked for me, so I don't know. You go down to your shop to buy a car, and those guys love you. Yeah. Because they're making bank. Yeah. Well, they've worked hard. They've done the work. I, I just gave. I show. I, I was their coach. You know, I coached them up. And uh, I, I think they think of you as a coach. Yeah, and 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 that's what I want to do for our city is build teams. It's all about people. Yeah. It's all about people, and, and I'll build a good team. Yeah, you will. And, and and I won't have to ask someone. And we've spent. We uh, gave up two million or three million dollars away from from this city to show people how to prevent violent crime. I like this quote. People try to paint me as a wealthy, white, old guy. I'm not going to apologize for working my butt off my whole (laughs) life. I worked every holiday because that's when people come to the auto dealership. Every weekend, 12 to 14 hour days. But I learned so much on how to be a leader and hold people accountable. And I don't think people in the city are being held accountable. 
You said that. And we've got we've got so many good people that work for our city department. You know, I go in. I went to the uh, the union, the the local where the trash haulers guys haul the trash down. I went there. I've been there five times. To talk to these guys. Our our mayor's never been there. Sitting down with them. I sat down with them. I said, "Tell me what's going on, guys." Well, Mr. Landry, we make eleven dollars an hour, and it's hard for us to feed our families. Well, I understand that. Yeah. And I would agree to that. And I tell them that. And so I start harping. On our mayor, I said, or, or you know, I said, look, these guys make eleven dollars an hour. They hadn't had a raise in three, you know, years, and you know, we got to get them more money. And when I get in, I will get them more money, because uh-huh. I'll find the money, because yeah. I'll find the money that we're wasting, and and put it back on the people that need it the most. Yes. What is your biggest strength? Uh, never wanting to fail. I just never want to fail, and I and I don't want to let people down. I went to bed a lot of nights worrying about the amount of employees I had. And if they were going to be able to pay their bills this month or if they were going to do that. So I worried more about my employees than I did myself. I would borrow money or whatever to pay my employees and do without checks myself just to make sure that they, that their families were safe. And so therefore, I had an employee base that would do anything at, at all for us. You know, they would work whatever hours they had to do. They would do whatever it took. And we had that never do whatever it takes attitude. Mm-hmm. And all those stores that I told you I bought and sold, were broken stores they were broken stores and we took them mended them got them back up on their feet got some life back in them and all of a sudden got them doing real good and then we would sell them to a group so so i've taken a lot of broken things and fixed it and right now the city of little rock's broken um you've been a philanthropist for years do you have a favorite cause i know you hire prisoners or well, you know, ex-cons we, yes prisoners. yes no we we were doing second chance programs 35 years ago you know i've got a lot of them that still work at the dealerships that i owned that they've been there 25 30 years that we got out of prison mm-hmm. and started them out washing cars and eventually they showed us that they were rehabilitated and they were good and we'd move them to selling and then now they then they manage and then they general manage you know they've we've had them all the way from to owners just getting stores, a second chance getting a second chance and in fact i hired four people this week I didn't hire because I don't have a business anymore, but I got them jobs this week. <laughs> four people, four young men that were uh, 22, 23, 24 years old. Uh, if I go into a business and I see it's got some problems, mm-hmm. I went to the Sonic on, I stopped there every morning at the Sonic on Rodney Paraman, and a young lady had a little sign up in the corner that says, Treasure was her name, Managing Partner. So they get in this, they take these young kids, put them in a managing partner position, maybe give them a percent or two percent of the business, and then they let them run it, and then they get them a bigger piece, and they, they work their way up. So this young girl was so proud; she had her little name. It's up on nobody else looks at that when they go through a sonic, but I looked at that and I saw Treasure's name, and I said, "Treasure," I called her back. I said, "Look, I said I'm gonna tell you something. I said it might hurt your feelings, and you might hang up on me, but that's okay. But if you want to listen, I'm gonna make you a better business." I said, right now you're setting yourself up for failure. I said, you've got trash all over this place. Your speakers don't work. It takes 20 minutes to get a Diet Coke or a a cup of coffee. I said, uh, you've got people standing inside there that won't do anything. They won't go out and pick up trash or whatever. But I said, I wanted a Diet Coke. You didn't have, you were out of Diet Coke. I wanted a Diet Dr. Pepper. You were out of Diet Dr. Pepper. Never run out of that. Go to Kroger's, buy some Diet Coke so you can give the people what they want. They don't mind paying for it. They just, they want it. And so, anyway, so she, in 30 days, she turned it totally around. She listened? She listened to everything I said. And now, every time I go through the line, she'll come out and talk to me. How do you like things? Are things better? I said, you're doing perfect. And so I said. Clean it up. Cleaned it up. Go to the store if you're out of it. Fixed the problem. Fixed the things that are broken. Told the young ladies, you know, in the the line. And so I I told her, I said, you're going to make it. She never had entrepreneurs training from anybody, yeah. and, she, and she listened. All right, this is our last break before we come back, and I tell you about how you can um, give to Mr. Steve Lander's campaign. And in case you didn't know, he was on the Horse Racing Commission, so we'll get tips. Still on, on it. Oh, I was going to ask if you were still <laughs> on it. We're going to get tips on the track. What's the best bet? And then we're going to tell you about how to get involved with Mr. Steve Lander's campaign for the mayor of the city of Little Rock. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. 
Some of our recent guests have really been impressive, and you can go to flagandbanner.com and check them out in podcast form if you'd like. We've recently had John Burkhalter from Burkhalter Technologies, Sister Deborah Trollette, Executive Director of the Arkansas House of Prayer, Charles Morgan, CEO and Chairman of First Orion, and Janet Huckabee, former First Lady of Arkansas. Currently, we're in the middle of a few shows in a row featuring mayoral candidates for Little Rock, Arkansas. It's Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. All past episodes available at flagandbanner.com. Just click on Radio Show. And coming in October, Carrie McCoy herself is going to be interviewed on this program. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Mr. Steve Landers, founder of the once largest dealership in America, maybe the world, Landers Automotive Group who is retired from the car business and now running in the November 8th election for the mayor of the city of Little Rock. So (laughs) Governor Hutchinson appointed you to the racing commission. So uh, what's the best bet? Well, stay away in the fifth. What? Stay away in the fifth. In other words, there's not a good bet. It's just I was just saying that to be funny with you. But, but, uh, you know, really, uh, you're, you're trying to pick one out of 12 to win the race. So odds are not good. Nope. The odds are not good, and and so you got to pick one out of twelve. It's less than a what is that a seven percent chance? Yeah. So 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 you, you if you you would be better off going into their casino and playing red or black. You know what I mean? Yeah, 50-50. That's fifty fifty. Yeah. They've got a beautiful park in Oakland. They've done a lot. Louis Sella has done a lot of innovative stuff over there. So we got great parks all over. We got Saracen and uh, Casino in Pine Bluff. You know. We've got the West Memphis, the, the dog tracks, which are going away. The dogs are going away. Oh, are but they? But they have a casino. Uh, it's really a nice place. And then we have the one in uh, all the controversy up in, in Pope County that's just going to be built eventually. Some, what? Something I out. didn't know there was one in Pope new, County. New, yes. It's new. New casino. People love to gamble, I think. I, don't, it's, I mean, it's fun for a minute, but. Yeah. You, you have race horses. I have race horses. And uh, uh, we've won some grade one races, which are the best you can win uh, to, to an owner. like a Super Bowl, you know, to an owner. Really? Yeah. So we've won some grade ones and, and uh, had some really good horses over the last few years. And, and uh, You did say on the last interview we had, I keep talking about that old interview we had, to, we had the past interview, um, best bet's the W. Bet, bet on the win. If yep. you're makes pays the best, but the, the show pays more now than it ever used to. Does yes. it still? Yes, it does. But you got to be at Oakland. You got to be at the track. So it, you know it's on track betting. Uh, All right, let's recap. Landers for lr.com. Yes. Is it a bipartisan race, or are you running on a bipartisan? Ticket? It's a bipartisan. You know, race. that's that's a that's something I'm glad you brought up. You know, I'm not a Democrat. I'm I'm not I'm not a Republican. Uh, I just vote for the person. You know, the right person. Whoever's the best for the job, who who else, who, you know, who can take us out of where we're at? You know, how happy are you for the last four years with our city? You know, how happy are you? I'm asking people that question. You know, if you're happy, go ahead. You know, but it, but if, if you're not happy with the way things are going, give them the courage to change. Make a change. we mm-hmm. got to try something different. And let's try something different. Let's try a business guy with... That's, that's led people and, and understands what it is to make payrolls and hit budgets. Our community centers right now have been under budget this year. Uh, and so, so it hurts our community. They're not open full-time, our community centers. Really? And so we have, to have, we have to have places for all these kids to come after school, give them a sandwich, give them a Coke, give them a candy bar, and, and say, hey, while you're here, we're going to do 35-minute reading class or we're going to do a 45-minute math class. Or play basketball to get some energy out. Yes, but but and, and, and but we're not we're not fully staffed. We're not fully open or staffed. Well, that. there's some more jobs you can fill. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, they they we need that. You know, uh, we need a change. Uh, you know, Mayor Scott wants a holistic approach. We don't have time for a holistic approach. Yeah, holistic approach means you change a kid from the time he's seven or eight years old till he gets seventeen. I hope he's got a different mindset in his life. I want children to be back at Head Start at an early age again, developing instead of sitting in front of the TV. I want Head Start to be back for great kindergarten kids to where a mother can go to put her child in Head Start for free and go get a job. I need those women working for me in my sewing department, and nobody can come to work for me because they can't afford child care until their child starts first grade. And these right. kids' are, minds are just being wasted. 
I want those babies not being wasted during those early five years of development. Mm-hmm. I want them so that they'll be great contributing citizens. When I was in school, mm-hmm. they taught us to read, write, add, subtract, multiply, divide. Mm-hmm. And that was the basics. And, and that's basically all I got, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I got through school. But, but after, after school, uh, I, I, I made it through life because I got those basics. I could read. I could write. I could recursive. I could, I could add, subtract, multiply, divide, you know. And and uh, uh, and that's we just that's that's a, the basic skills, but those basic skills will get you a long way. Mm-hmm. And we're not I don't know that we're all getting that now. You know we got kids that are in the I don't know about education. I, I, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn more about it, and I'm I'm going to listen to to educators and and find out what these kids need and try to do. They should be I, read. They should be starting to read at three years old. Absolutely, they should be. All right, I've got a gift for you and. I gave you this the last time you came know, on, and, I, and you and probably lost have, it. Oh, have. you did. Well, now you got. Now you can put one at the governor's. I still got it. Now took, you can put one at the mayor's office if you get elected. You'll that, have one that, at that every sits place. in my house. Oh, that's oh, wow. nice. And I put it there, and just like that, it sits just like that on one. Right now there. you can give it to Steve, your other son. Yes, no, I'll, I'll put that in the mayor's office. In the mayor's office. be a good place. <laughs> there you go. So let me tell our listeners, if you're not watching, I gave him a U.S. and Arkansas desk set for his desk. Thanks again, Steve. Thank good you, luck. Carrie. It's always good to come see it's you. It's fun Greg, to see you. Great, thank you. you. And, of and course. Tell Grady I said hi. I will. All, All right. right. Okay. In closing, to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us. We hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your independence, your life, or your business. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio show, and choose today's guest. If you'd like to sponsor this show or any show, email me, Gray, G-R-A-Y at flagandbanner.com. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Stay informed of exciting upcoming guests by subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcast wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.